Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by the Real DI. I am your host, the Real DI, and it is officially National Surprise Drug Test Day. <laughs> oh, man, at least that's the rain and joke for the past couple of years. I noticed uh, 420 happened over the weekend. For those of y'all that are lame and live under a rock, 420 is a day where cannabis lovers enjoy and celebrate the use of cannabis i've never really got they say i've heard different stories about the origin of 420 i've heard people say it was bob marley's birthday which is not true bob marley's birthday is in february i've heard people say that it was the police code for uh smoking in progress and i've also uh, recently found out that they're saying that that's not necessarily true either and people are saying that the real origin of the 420 term came from back in i think like the 70s a group of high schoolers that used to smoke daily at 420 so they used that um use 420 as a code you know instead of saying hey we're getting high today you know after school or whatever they say you know today uh, 420 or you know and that was to let the other cannabis lovers know that they were getting high that day Either way, you know, this is a day I don't celebrate. I I never got the whole 420 thing. Now, I can understand if you're not a smoker, then 420 would probably be an exciting day because, you know, you 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 choose that day to partake in uh, smoking cannabis. But for the person who, most people I know that smoke, uh, smoke weed, smoke every day anyway, so... Now, I have seen people that will go above and beyond on 420 and just do things they normally wouldn't do. Like, um, people used to roll, they used to call them Bob Marley's date roller. They take like a Philly, this is back before the cigarillos, and they take like a, a full size Philly and just dump all the tobacco out without unrolling the, the leaf. They'll just dump all the tobacco out and get like a quarter ounce half an ounce of marijuana and they just stuffed all the marijuana into that one cigar and they smoked that and called it Bob Marley. Stuff like that. You know, people pulling out gas masks and stuff. I guess, I mean, they each his own, but you know, it's just, you know, I, I, <laughs> I feel like it's like, like Thanksgiving, right? We eat every day, right? But on Thanksgiving we go above and beyond. So I think if you're going to celebrate 420, and you're a regular smoker, you you need to do some extreme smoking on that day, I would say. Just to make it, you know, different than any other day. What else do we have going on this weekend? We had a uh, Easter, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, didn't participate in that either. But I was thinking back, I remember when Easter used to be a big deal down in South Georgia. I should have told that story on Growing Up the View. What? By the way, there is a new episode of Growing Up to Feel Out, uh, Gladiator School. The saga continues where I tell you another story about an altercation that I got into uh, while I was in middle school preparing to go to high school. So check that out. 
it's a good one but yeah so i couldn't really tell the my easter stories because my easter stories came later on in life my family wasn't really too uh churchy so all on our easter what you do you get you a, a fresh outfit and you go to the south side scott park and that will be where everybody will be out be at showing off their outfit and cooking out and grilling and you know playing basketball and just generally having a good time that's my memories of how easter was now i know that is not what uh in religion religious uh, aspect that is not what easter is about at all but that's what easter was about to me i'm going down to the park showing off my car my shiny rims and everything that's what's easter to me <laughs> but uh so over my weekend man it was pretty decent i got a chance to catch up on some rest got rested good played some video games end up cutting my grass look this is one of the sucky parts of living in a house when your neighbor there's a secret competition that happens when your neighbor cuts their grass it's almost automatic that you have to now in return cut your grass or your or your yard just looks like trash for the whole rest of the week while there's all neat and trim your girl your your yard looks trashy so the neighbor cut the yard and then so of course my my girl started hey we should cut the yard we mean i should cut the yard so i end up cutting the yard and in the process of cutting the yard i got inspired i was like you know what i should pull my grill out you know throw some meat on the grill and that's exactly what i did nothing major just a little angus burgers uh some beef sausage some uh what else did i put on there just some hot dogs some asparagus stuff like that nothing too major i wasn't barbecuing you know you have to make a distinct difference between grilling and barbecuing in the south because when you get into people from like tennessee and texas and places like that they're real specific about barbecuing and grilling and yeah, 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 yeah. look man i set a fire <laughs> i set a fire and i took meat to pieces of carcasses of dead animals and i placed it above the fire and i cooked it to a reasonable temperature for human consumption and my girlfriend made sides and we ate it for dinner that's what i did and it was delicious and nutritious you know i had been wanting to do it for a couple weeks but um i didn't think i'd get it get be able to do it this weekend just because it got cold like saturday friday saturday it got cold temperature dropped and it was raining i was like yep because of course last weekend i said i was gonna grill this weekend and actually me and some of my friends were supposed to get together and, and do something but i didn't hear from either one of those guys so i took it upon myself just to get busy by myself and it was delicious man i still got leftover burgers in there and everything man it's going down once i get home from work i'm also very excited this is a very exciting week for me because the avengers endgame is coming out man they say that joint is three hours long but uh black church has prepared us for the end game <laughs> if you've ever sat through black church uh, on sundays and you know what it's like we'll be good to go for the end game three hours man three hours and i just realized today that it was three hours long and i have my ticket secured already <laughs> and my ticket's for 11:45 on thursday so that's um gonna be interesting because 
that means I'll be leaving out of the movie theater at like three o'clock in the morning, and I have a class to take. <laughs> I have a class to take freaking Friday morning, an all day class. But it'll be all right because you know it's Friday. You know, I, I there's been times where I went out and did a whole lot of worse things until three o'clock in the morning, and then got up and went to work the next day. So I'm pretty sure me sitting back and watching the movie till three o'clock in the morning, that'll be cool hell. On most nights, I'm not in the bed till 2, 2.30 anyway. Believe it or not, I'm up late night. So, you know, it's not really a... The only major difference is I won't be at home. So, I'm going to make sure I got some comfy clothes. Get them, throw on some sweats. You know, a hoodie or something like that. Throw on my, my Nike slides and go out there and be real comfortable so I can get relaxed. I might even take an Uber. Just for the simple fact that I don't have to be the one driving at 3 o'clock in the morning. And that movie theater that has a bar so there will be alcoholic consumption going on so i figure one or two ways either i drive out there you know get there a little bit early have my drinks because you know after sitting through that movie for three hours i'll be good to drive home and it's not like i'm just gonna get hammered because i gotta sit in this movie for three hours and i'm not trying to to fall asleep yeah but definitely Looking forward to that. Uh, what else do we have going on over the weekend? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let's go back to Easter real quick. <laughs> I was scrolling through Facebook. Did a lot of scrolling this weekend. And I've seen, man, some of y'all Easter outfits, <laughs> ladies, look like y'all was going to sell booty at the at the, at the church. <laughs> some of y'all Easter outfits looks more like y'all was going to the club than going to the church, man. Oh, man. Like, oh. To each his own though man hey they were looking good but at the same time it's like well damn back you know back maybe I, i've lost touch with society and what's going on i don't know if the <laughs> i don't know if those ladies wore those outfits to church but man there was some there were some dresses out there man looking like like y'all had the easter hams in the dresses <laughs> that looked like what was going on man but i just thought i'd put that energy out there now Samsung. Let's talk about this Samsung Galaxy Fold screen. Yeah, it's breaking. That's what's going on. Um, that's been the, the common reviews as of late since its release. People are saying like, there's people that said theirs only lasted like two days. Now apparently there's a plastic cover that comes on the screen. You know, a little plastic screen protector like cover. How, mo but, you know, on most phones, when you buy first buy that phone, they have that little plastic on it and you're supposed to take it off. And then, you know, before you put it in your case and all that type of stuff. Well, apparently the one that's on the Samsung Fold, I don't know what it's called, so I'm going to call it the Samsung Fold. Apparently one that's on the Samsung Fold is meant to be permanent. So people are messing up their screens by pulling that plastic off. And then on top of that, like after two days, one guy said like after two days of opening and closing screen didn't work screens like are almost immediately stopping working but oh, that happens a lot with uh the first generation of technology when it comes out you see it with playstation you've seen it with xbox you've seen it with so many different devices especially when something is pushing onto um you know a new avenue of 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 technology that hasn't really been used before those first ones that come out a lot of times it's like uh, -uh don't want that wait a while even when the, uh you know there was that one samsung phone that 
with uh it was blowing up the battery was blowing up or whatever and they had to uh, discontinue that line but i guess we'll see how it pans out or what plans they have to to um you know go back and help these phones out fix these phones so that they're not uh, damaging and, and and becoming useless so soon especially with this this phone is like a thousand dollars so we spend that even though most um <laughs> most phone uh carriers are, are are pretty much push you into at least for your phone nowadays so even but even though with that with leases and insurance and coverage and all that nobody wants their phone to break you know what i mean those are some some harsh hours right there that you spend without a phone when you can't really communicate with anybody because let's be honest most of us don't have landlines anymore it's the phone or nothing so yeah you can drop on your jump on your laptop and do some emails or you know if you got a mac do some facetime or something like that but still man it's really it's really really uh, a hindrance when you have to go without a phone for a while especially more than a day but <laughs> yeah that i don't know man i don't know they're saying that there are uh, the screens are flickering and it's just wild because what's wild about it to me is that you know they have so long they've they've been working on this phone for so long and you think by the time they release it it would be good to go but you know sometimes stuff even though we're given even though they've had time to work on it it still ends up getting kind of rushed out to the shelves uh, you know they start making announcements too early or whatever and you know they get pushed into a a, a spot where it's just like look we gotta get this out <laughs> and we'll deal with the backlash believe it or not that's there are definitely companies out there that have that model it's like we'll let's just get it out there we'll deal with whatever comes with it we've all, it's already sold at that point and then we can figure out how we're going to address the issues and fix the problems you know once it's out in public and everybody starts having the problems because believe you me as much as they test this technology they knew there was um some <laughs> they knew there was some faulty uh, uh shenanigans going on out there with that but it is what it is i'm an iphone guy myself i like the iphone i can't i started off with the android and i put it off the iphone with the android it was actually a droid like a motorola droid and I love that phone. I put off buying the iPhone for the longest. And then finally one day I was like, you know what, the hell with it. I'll I'll go ahead and get one. And then I got one and it's like, boom, iPhone me, my guy. <laughs> well, let's take a short break, man, then we'll get right back to this. So, you guys heard of the tongue-in-cheek challenge? The tongue-in-cheek challenge is, uh, you've probably seen it if you're on social media, where people make take selfies and they post something to the nature of um, feeling cute today, might delete later, is where it stemmed from, from all the Instagram, <laughs> Instagram models and Instagram clout chasers, chasers who use this 
I think it mostly was on Twitter though, where you know women would post a picture and be like, "Feeling cute, might delete later." So this has become another one of the challenges, another one of these trendy things to do, and the internet's been kind of flooded with these. So, as if anything, as with anything, anytime a fun, goofy challenge comes along, somebody has to come along and mess it up and get themselves in trouble in the process. And this one is no different. <sighs> Sad to say that this one comes from my home uh, state where uh, employees from the Georgia Department of Corrections, yes, Georgia Department of Corrections, where one of these corrections officers posted, uh, feeling cute today. Might shoot your baby daddy today. Hmm. Then another officer, a whole separate officer, posted, Feeling cute today. Might put your baby daddy in the shower for six hours. Now, while some people say these are jokes, where even though they're done, in, they may be jokes done in poor taste or jokes that are insensitive, I do believe in freedom of speech and being able to make your jokes um, however you see fit. But at the same time, I do realize and recognize that there is a time and a place for everything. And a lot of times, your job is not the place to make these risky jokes. And why do people not understand this? This is no different. Like, tell me how people would feel if the daycare, the lady at the daycare where you drop your kids off says, feeling cute today, might leave your day, your baby in a pissy pamper all day. <laughs> Or what if the uh, the uh, the doctor where you take your mother for healthcare says feeling cute today may reject this lady's insurance just because you wouldn't take that so lightly now would you? Now, for some reason, people seem to uh, take the humanity uh, from people that are incarcerated and have the belief that these people are no longer matter or that, that they deserve to be treated like animals because they broke the law and you know were convicted of a crime but people have to realize that uh, you're only one missed insurance pay payment away from going to jail your damn self because you can't get pulled over and locked up for me for not having insurance or yet something goes on with your tag or something like that there's a lot of people that are incarcerated for minimal things and yeah most of those people are only there for a couple hours but if you have ne negligent officers, those hours can be hell. Like, because somebody has to process your paperwork. Somebody has to decide where you'll be housed for those couple hours that you're there. And it's just not a, excuse me, it's not a good look. Especially in the climate. Oh my goodness, there it goes. Especially in the climate that we're in right now where you know the relations between the public and the police are already shaky now i know these are corrections officers but they still are law for a law enforcement officers to a certain aspect some of them are certified and so on and so forth and i don't know specifically how that goes but either way they are representatives of law enforcement period and you have to conduct yourself a certain way even me even me with my podcasting and my social media posting, I know 
that at some point I do represent a company to a certain extent. And I make sure that I don't let I, I keep those two things separate. I keep what I do on my show and my podcast in one lane and I keep what I do in my career in a whole other aspect. I don't talk about my career. I don't, I've never mentioned not one time where I work and I don't plan on doing it because there has to be some separation on there. Now, if these young ladies just had made a dumb joke sitting home at the house and it had nothing to do with their jobs, would they be under such scrutiny? Probably not. People would have looked at it and laughed it off. But being that this is part of your job and this is the extra sensitive era of 2019, it's a problem. I, I mean, it's a problem. It is a problem. And uh, you can find this in other issues and <laughs> inappropriate behavior by law enforcement officers on America's Policing Problem dot com this is a website where they just list all type of shenanigans that go on amongst uh, law enforcement to uh, different degrees from um what what you call it just just different degrees of law enforcement everybody is an actual police officer some people are correction officers and so on and so forth you know but that's what it is Huh. Yeah, so I'm going to leave that alone and move on to the next subject. In continuation of honoring the late Nipsey Hussle, uh, I've been reading off the seven money and ownership lessons by Nipsey Hussle, and I will continue on. Uh, just a couple of more, and you know I will have completed that list because we're, um, we're up to number six now. And number six, he spoke on creating value. He says, I released 100 mixtapes and charged $1,000 for each because I understood the economic principle of scarcity. The profit funded my independent label. Now, I know people, there's people out there who first and foremost are saying, who the hell would pay $1,000 for a mixtape? I'll tell you who, people that can't afford it, and even a few people that really couldn't afford it. Will spend that thousand dollars on a mixtape. What Nipsey did was no different than the same thing uh, Jordan does, um, Apple, Microsoft, Sony, and all these other different corporations. You ever notice that when a new PlayStation, when a new Xbox, a new iPhone releases or something like that, when the new Jordans come out, which are really the old Jordans just re-release, there's never enough there's always a limited quantity available when those playstation fives hit the shelves whenever they do everybody's gonna rush out to walmart and gamestop they're gonna start taking pre-orders at gamestop and then they're gonna hit and that first wave will be gone and out of there quick fast and in a hurry and so all everybody who didn't run out and uh secure their their pre-order or make it to Walmart at that midnight release. You're just going to have to do it out for a couple of weeks. Sometimes even a couple of months. Before any more comes out. So you have to sit around and, and watch everybody else. Have a great time with something that you didn't get a chance to get. It's the same principle. There's only a hundred of these mixtapes. So first and foremost people are going to say there's only a hundred of them. And he's charging a thousand bucks. This must be fire. 
I got to get some. And they say that, uh, like Jay-Z, I think they say Jay-Z bought like 10. Jay-Z bought multiple copies just to support the guy. Excuse me. Again. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, these are the type of things that we have to take into consideration with, you know, with our brands and with things we're doing. You can't really make yourself, while you want to make yourself and make your product and your content available, you kind of have to hold back a little bit at the same time. Don't make it available to the point where it loses value, where there's just, it's so much of it out there that it's just like, whatever, I'll get to it when I get to it. Especially when you're trying to sell something. Just that mental factor of knowing that only so many people are going to have this. It kicks into some people that they want it. Even though they might not even necessarily be into it like that. They want it just so they can have it. Just so they can say, I have it and you don't. Think about that Wu-Tang mixtape that they put out that sold for. I forget how much the Wu-Tang, uh, no, Wu-Tang album. But I know it sold for a whole lot of money to a really, really rich guy. And to him, it was it was art. It was, you know, a collectible. Look, I have this and nobody else has this. I am the only one that has this. You see what I'm saying? People, they always tell you to know your worth and then make people pay for it. But sometimes <laughs> you have to do things to increase your worth, make people feel like it's worth even more than they thought it was worth in the first place. But, um, yeah, we're going to move on to that because I know what you came here for. You came here for some discipline, and that's exactly what your boy DeVille Dia is going to give you today, some discipline. So, discipline for today is never, 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 ever, under any circumstance, never, 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 <laughs> let me quit playing with y'all. Never trade your authenticity for approval. What are you trying to say, DeVille? Relax. I'm going to tell you. In the world today, especially today, where everything is put under the microscope, everything is being dissected, and people are trying to put a spin on whatever you say, whatever you do, people are trying to um, uh, demonize a lot of things and, you know, like... Uh, uh, um, are basically silencing, silencing people's opinions through uh, forcing everybody to have the same point of view because once you step outside of that point of view, it gets heavily criticized and critiqued. Don't fall for that, though. Be you. Don't say things just because it's popular to say. Or it's cool to say so that you'll be able to fit in. Don't do things just because everybody else is doing it. If you don't like a certain movie, say you don't like it. If you don't like a certain album, say it's trash. Now, you do have to be uh, selective sometimes in the way that you say certain things. Because, you know, you don't want your words to be spun or taken out of context. But there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with people. There's nothing wrong with having a different point of view than what the popular opinion is. And I feel like we need more people to state those opinions that are not necessarily the popular opinion. As long as they're done in a respectful manner and, you know, are not just 
blatant and outright trying to be disrespectful to other people. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you being able to have your opinion. That's part of what this great country of America was founded on, wasn't it? Freedom of speech, the right for us to say what we genuinely think and what we genuinely feel. You know, how can you be authentic? How can you be keeping it real if you keep if you keep bending your thoughts and your opinion to fit the popular opinion, to fit the mainstream opinion? That's not fair to you. That's not fair to the people around you that are coming to you for coaching and guidance. That's not fair to the children that you're trying to raise and teach. That's not fair to anyone, especially not yourself. I know sometimes you feel backed in the corner. You feel like you have to assimilate into the popular culture to make it, you know, um, and to a certain extent you may have to, but then there is a whole broad wide range of, of, of it, of life that is not a part of that. There's a whole part of life where you do not have to assimilate and have to curb your opinions and take advantage of that part of life. But also remember, keep in mind that anything that you say and do can be held against you so you do have to be selective at the same time with the way that you say things your delivery delivery means a whole lot how you deliver what you have to say can make a whole lot of difference timing is another thing the timing of what you say when you say what you say it can make a whole lot of difference but just keep that in mind don't trade your authenticity for approval Thank you all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI podcast. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. If you haven't, go back and check out that latest episode of Growing Up the VLDI. Gladiator School, the saga continues. Uh, There'll be another episode this weekend of Growing Up the VLDI. It will not be a Gladiator um, episode, though. Not a Gladiator School episode. I'll be talking about the (laughs) results of being a Gladiator, where that landed me in middle school and uh, make sure you come back wednesday for the hearts of men i'll be wrapping up that series um unless you guys want more and if you do let me know and we'll keep it rolling well either way the video is out of here man peace